my hair tonight? How's my hair tonight? Oh, it's hopeless. Oh, well. One day, I'm going to get my... Uh, one day, I'm going to get my barber, and we're going to figure this, this whatever, this head of lettuce out. But whatever, who cares? I wanted to uh, jump on and answer some questions. I've been getting a lot of questions and uh, some Q&A. Oh, by the way, that's Diana. It was her birthday today. We had a little mini celebration, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's her our first her first birthday that we're celebrating together, and uh, in quarantine. And so next week we're getting married in quarantine. Well, it's going to be just the two of us, and then a few people on Skype. Um, <clears throat> or uh, Zoom. So I just wanted to jump on and do some Q&A and uh, answer some questions that keep popping up in my inbox from uh, people in this community who have been kind of starting this work and they're brand new to it. So I've noticed there's two types of people when they start to do this, is that the clients that we've been working with when they attended our breathwork ceremony on Sunday really felt like a deeper awareness of themselves, like a deeper, they're like, wow, so many new revelations, so many opportunities to go inward bound and then make new discoveries. I truly believe that this is your your purpose on this planet. I mean, it's really wise for us to look, look at ourselves. Take a look. That's a picture of the earth. You are there. That's your home. And something I wanted to remind you of is that the purpose that you're here, you're here for a very short period of time. In other words, we can't in other words, we can't stay here. We're here for a short period of time. Hey Maureen, can you let me know if you can hear me? Hey Ch Chelsea, what's up? Can you let me know if you, you can hear me? We're here for a very short period of time. It's like a blip and we're floating on a spaceship and we're here for a very short time and we go through experiences in this brief kind of encounter with reality. We go through experiences that cause trauma sometimes and cause us to disconnect from who we are and why we're here. And we forget that we're on a floating spaceship, we cannot stay, and the purpose of life is to find meaning and, if we do this right, to heal and, and, and raise in conscious awareness so that we can then in turn help others who are struggling and suffering as well. It's kind of like this, it's like um, a fractal. If you look up fractal online, you see like these this, this equation which creates these patterns of, of things that just kind of return back into themselves. It's a weird thing. Look it up. It's b bizarre. But that's really what we are. We're pretty much in a fractal universe. In other words, we're here to grow and develop. We're here to uh, gain wisdom so that we can then in turn impart it towards others who are struggling with the same challenges that we did. The biggest challenge of us living that circle of life, as you can hear, ambulances running through the streets, driving through the streets like crazy all day, sending them my blessing. Um, the biggest obstacle to you getting this is the disconnection from yourself is not really knowing who you are, not really connecting to your story. Why? Well, because when you have trauma, which is an overstimulation, 
It's an overstimulation in an experience beyond your nervous system's capacity. All of a sudden, it's because it's beyond your capacity to adapt, your body then will go into a freeze. It will go into dorsal vagal shutdown. It basically plays dead for two reasons. Number one, so that you don't, if, if you're being eaten by the predator, you don't actually feel pain. So there's a wisdom in that. And, and we see this with children who are str struggling with abuse and are having to adapt to situations that are beyond their capacity. They're confused. They check out and they go off into the distance. They go off into outer space. They have what's, what's called an out-of-body experience. We see that a lot with trauma. Very common. And so the challenge becomes then, uh, we then show up in life Whenever we're confronted by something, we check out. We then check out. We then disconnect and dissociate. Now, that's a very intelligent adaptation at the time as a child because we don't know how to process these emotions. We don't know what to do with the feelings. So it's a lot safer to check out than to be in your body and to feel the feelings. The problem happens as we go through you know, this left uncorrected and unhealed unaddressed starts to show up in patterns in relationships. When you start to live out those same patterns that you did in childhood, you start to experience these moments when you get triggered and then you shut down and you disconnect and you dissociate. Let me know if, if you can resonate with this. If you resonate with this, just say, I'm a chronic dissociator. I want you to be able to catch yourself. So the first, first step is to become aware that this is what you do. And most of the time what I used to do was do a lot of cognitive work to try and sort out why is it that I would just check out? Why would I sabotage myself? Why would I make this step forward towards my highest ideal? My adult mind wanted to you know, make that step, but then my child brain would stop me, would all of a sudden check out, would then back away. It's, it's this chronic kind of childlike state that pulls me back in what seems to be sabotage, but it's actually my child brain trying to protect me from, uh, yes, you're a chronic dissociator. Absolutely. Now, here's what I notice as a difference. Maureen, for example, you've been at this game and doing the work with us for quite some time. When you dropped into breath work and you dropped into the work, you're able to see yourself. You're able to observe, ah, I'm checking out, and quickly drop into your body and then correct the situation. Grab the, you know, the ship, <laughs> grab the reins, and then start to be the one in control. But if you don't actually learn the skills to get it right, what happens is you then start to check out in your primary, in your very... Uh, intimate relationships. In your in relationships, all of a sudden when you get triggered, instead of having communication, you shut down and then you check out, and the other person will usually have an experience of you like an abandonment. Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. The person that you're with in intimacy, whether it's romantic relationship, whether it's your, with your child, whether it's even at work, there's a boss relationship as well. We see this a lot in our clients. They mimic those relationship dynamics from childhood, then they go into the relationship. The, the, the 
the relationship breaks down, then they go into work, and then they, here they are again with the same dynamic now with their boss. In other words, you can't run away from it. It's everywhere, and now it pollutes every interaction that you have. Does this make sense? And so what will happen is you check out. We see this with our clients constantly. They're they're engaged and then all of a sudden a trigger happens they feel shame they feel something bump up from the past and then all of a sudden suman they go into hiding and we don't hear from them and they don't they don't check in and this is this is a classic sign of dissociation this is a classic instead of addressing and having a conversation i'm going to avoid my feelings and just check out and what happens is we then start to isolate from the world and the only answer is not by going and doing therapy because that is you're totally missing out you're totally missing out on how to actually heal this the answer is to get into situations where you're going to check out again and again this is what we do in our program we find out exactly what's stopped you in all your life and then what we do is we actually deliberately put you in situations that will trigger you so that you can you can then become trigger proof this is what they do in navy seals training this is what they do with uh, military they literally put you in they do this with astronauts as well i did it i saw an interview with chris hadfield how did chris hadfield prepare for outer space what he did was they put him in situations and scenarios where he was going to be confused and triggered and high blood pressure and panic and alarm. Boom, he gets thrown into that pool so that he can, from that standpoint, start to train himself to choose rather than have his unconscious choose for him. In other words, you must be in the field challenging yourself. You must go towards the exact thing that challenged you. You can't do that sitting at home meditating. You must have an expert standing by you, putting you into the fire and walking you through it while you're crying, screaming, whatever it is that, that's coming up for you and holding space for all of those experiences to come up so that you can actually look at it. We had this happen this weekend with our inner child meditation and inner child breath work. It was amazing to see. And we had about 80 people there. So you can imagine the variety of experiences. Here's what I noticed. The yes, Suman, absolutely so true. Here's what I noticed. The clients that we've been working with that have been practicing were able to drop into their body to connect with their little children, to have a new revelation based on whatever is going on around them, have this new revelation emerge from their inner voice and have a powerful kind of inner navigation guidance for today. It was life-changing for, every, for everybody who really participated and was paying attention to what the messages were. Then there were other people who hadn't really done this. They've done counseling. They're in mental health. So which means whenever I hear someone say I work in mental health, what I'm hearing is I work in the system. 
the current prevailing system of doctors, psychiatrists, counselors, and um, psychologists, which are very talented, um, well-educated people, the problem is they don't learn somatic body-based tools. They, it's easy to change a story here and cognitively make sense of something, but the moment of trigger, this is your brain, the hand model of the brain, this cognitive part, which is the brain, this is the emotional center, and the, the brain stem and the, the body, which is your child mind, this is the adult mind, when you get triggered, your adult mind goes offline. You don't have access to your cognitive abilities. The only thing at play is your child mind. So the only solution to this with dissociation is by a persistent practice with coaching and cons with a coach and a facilitator who's able to see you and help to kind of guide you to reconnecting with that younger self it's critical it is absolutely critical if you don't actually get that part right you're forever kind of spinning your wheels it's like a dog chasing its tail you know what to do here but the body is resistant. In other words, what's happened is, imagine your childlike self, and you're like in your 40s, and you start doing this for the first time. And every client that we've worked with, including myself when I first did this, when I dropped in, I was it was terrible. I couldn't connect with my little child. I couldn't look him in the eye. They weren't looking at me. They were very sad. They were angry. They were bitter. And what would happen is, most of the time, the person that was trying to heal with their inner child their inner child was like I don't want to hear you and then the person would come and say like as I'm guiding them they're like but my inner child's not listening to me they're ignoring me they're rejecting me and I'm like and I'm like look at you listen to you and I'm coaching them listen to you are you is this the adult version of you the needy of approval or are you the adult that's gonna stay there and and, and be the adult so deep is this dissociation, so deep is our tendency to want to cut away and run from ourselves that we can't even stand there and be patient with an inner child that is really upset from that, you, that they felt abandoned by you. It's kind of like you have a kid and that you don't talk to this kid and you give them, give them up for adoption and then all of a sudden when they're 40, you show up at their door and you go, hey, mama's home, what's up? That kid's going to be like, fuck you. And so this is very confronting for people who first do it. And this is great news. It doesn't mean give up. This is like walking. When you first started walking and you fell down, ah, maybe this walking thing isn't for you, Aaron. Does that make sense? This is a practice and it requires your utmost attention and I've got to ask you this question if you can think about it right now what's more important than this if you don't actually connect with that younger part of you that you've forgotten a long time ago what's the impact on your life what's the impact on your self-esteem what's the impact on your prosperity what's the impact on your parenting do you know the greatest gift that you can give a child is a parent that loves the shit out of themselves?
so that they're not downloading all of their traumas onto the child. And we see this again and again and again, where a mother or a father that doesn't really know, that hasn't healed from their proper wounds, properly healed from them, or isn't aware, isn't self-trauma informed, has been putting and delegating all of their healing work onto somebody else and not learning how to master becoming a self-healer. This is really the key. When you when they do that, all of a sudden they'll have children who are designed to trigger all of your unresolved wounds. Let me say that again. Literally, since I've started this broadcast 16 minutes ago, there's been a ambulance going consistently. I haven't heard a moment where there hasn't been an ambulance. I just wish them well right now. So um, where was I? I just get I get a little bit distracted sometimes reading stuff and then what's happening around. The most important thing, if you don't get that, you download it onto the child because you aren't able as a parent to handle whatever comes up. The child is actually designed to bring up all of your unresolved wounds. If you had a bullying wound when you were like in your teens and you're still sad and sore about it, I've seen client after client coming in going, oh my God, my son Mason, he's being bullied at school and it's bringing up all of my old bullying wounds. I'm like, I know, how can I help him? And she's over parenting and trying to solve his problem and I'm like, no, you're actually, can you see you're unconsciously trying to help, you're trying to solve his issue as a compensation for your own pain instead of as a distraction. Here's the key. And I'm not criticizing parents because, you know, I'm not a parent yet, so I know how difficult it's going to be when, it, when it's my turn. And when you see your child exhibiting that stuff, are you able, here's the question, are you able to put the oxygen mask on yourself first? Because from that standpoint, you will be much better of a contribution to your child who's having a difficult time. The last thing you want to do is unconsciously fall into the pattern of what's called emotional incest. It's the, the tendency of when there's a problem in the relationship between husband and wife and there's a breakdown, a divorce, a grief, a death in the family, loss or whatever. And then the 13-year-old or 8-year-old or whatever has to become the man of the house and has a surrogate marriage with the mother. Or daddy's little girl, daddy's little princess, and all of a sudden has this what they call a covert incestuous relationship with mom or dad and that's totally unconscious and what ends up happening is this child is confused because they want to be there and solve it solve but then there's they can't help but having this deep resentment for mom deep resentment for dad because they didn't feel their their needs were met their emotional needs were met because they were too busy abandoning themselves for their mother or father
And guess what happens to that child grows up with arrested development, not meeting their own emotional needs. They end up getting into a marriage with somebody who's exactly the same as their parent. They get into the same dynamic wondering, why is the intimacy not good in my relationship? There's no real sexual connection. It's just a breakdown. It's because you've married a same kind of pattern as your mother or father, and here you are creating another breakdown in the marriage, and then you turn to your children for emotional support, and the cycle continues simply because of a disconnected part of yourself that is begging for you to reconnect. Now, what we're realizing now with COVID-19 is how utterly disconnected we are from ourselves. We are so utterly disconnected from ourselves. We are so utterly not capable of, of you know, bringing ourselves back into ourselves. We're so needy of externals. I catch myself constantly dissociating now. And now I'm able to consciously bring myself back, which on a day-to-day -day basis, I will have a hundred opportunities to abandon myself. My vision for you is that you become an expert at catching it. You become an expert at observing it. You become an expert at returning back to you when you fall off center because it's going to happen on a day-to-day -day basis as trigger proof does not mean trigger less. I get triggered just as much as anyone. I work in a triggered minefield. It's a lot of people who are dealing with crisis easily triggered and a lot of it comes out at me. <laughs> I become the, the, the surrogate father. I become the surrogate mother. Eilina or Kim become the surrogate mother. So it's a lot of transference and what happens is we start to project and transfer all of our past traumas in, in our face constantly. And one woman I remember, she said, when my husband talks to me, I feel like it's my mother talking. Dude, he's got no chance then. He's got no chance. So if you have had a relationship that's broken down, if you don't properly heal from that and get a sense of completion, by completion me meaning making sense of why you got together, making sense of why there was volatility, making sense of why it broke down and making sense of your behavior and making sense of their behavior. And if you can't do that, you're carrying rocks in your backpack to the next relationship. And it is critical to heal that so that you can create a secure attachment at home. This is the holy grail of your existence on this planet. Many are like, uh, no, I don't really do, do, do relationship by myself. Uh, I just want to be by myself. What that entails is a fear of being seen and being heard. People who say, I don't want to have other people around, nine times out of ten when we're coaching them and, and they're allowing us to tell them the truth because most people are afraid of the truth. They don't want to admit it. It's too painful. Your fear of getting into relationships is actually a fear of rejection because if they found out the, about the real me and I let my guard down and I, you knew the real me 
and you didn't love me, I couldn't live with myself. It's a manifestation of a lack of self-love, which shows up in a wide variety of ways, and it makes complete sense because we have been programmed and conditioned to self-betray and self-abandon. We judge, abandon, blame, and shame ourselves. As my good friend Dr. Russell Kennedy taught me, jabs, judgment, abandonment, blame, and shame. The second you get triggered, and it's a practice. How do you change it? You commit. You make it a priority to reconnect with yourself. You say, you know what? This is the year that I'm going to finally learn to love myself because anything else I learn outside of that is like putting on putting a uh, software on a on a computer with a virus in it. Let me know if I'm talking about. Know if you know what I'm talking about. It is the foundation of our of our education. And the, the most important, uh, the, the reason why it's so important, I just left a link in the comment section. Uh, the overview experience is for those of you who have been starting to follow this stuff and going, wow, I really need to develop and deepen my relationship with my younger self and practice and be called forward practice and be called forward in a community setting where we can all share that's how healing happens healing doesn't happen in isolation it happens in community and it happens through sharing we use co-regulation to heal this is done are the days where we think that one-on-one -on -one model is actually going to work to to fully solve the problem we definitely need one-on-one -on -one work with a skilled practitioner who's trauma-informed who can watch you and then be able to drop you back into your body and help you reconnect to yourself super duper important okay the one-on-one -on -one is important and it's also important to get the feedback from the group. There was a case uh, where one of our clients, Rita, who chronically dissociates, chronically judging the crap out of herself, right? And she's wondering, oh, when am I going to get this? When am I going to get this? We had in the group, we had her go and watch a video post from another client who's just a few months ahead of her, maybe four or five months ahead of her with the, pro with the process, and seeing his his progression with the exact problem that she was going through as he was sharing in a Facebook Live in our private group, she was able to go, oh, me too. I do the same. And oh, okay. I know what's ahead of me in the next couple of months. I can, I can do this. I can solve this. I got this. That can only happen when you have a community of people. This is why I'm, I've created this community because I wanted to make it um, kind of accessible, uh, you know, from free content to bring you back into yourself and to think about and to write down and to journal and to start to go from unconscious to conscious in your life. That's the first part. Then we have breath work, which is a beautiful kind of ceremony that is super duper affordable. And if you can't afford like the 10 bucks or whatever, just let me know. We'll get you in to get you your toe, like your toe dipped in there. And, but that's not going to solve it just one one time. It's going to expose. It's going to open up a new possibility. Of, ah, ah, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and actually heal this this fractured heart of mine. I've been dealing. I've been. This is what people were saying. I've been holding on to so much grief. I've been so angry. 
I didn't even know that I had it in me. You know by into your body and being guided on a journey inward bound. The place that we're so afraid to go but need to if we want to come out of this COVID-19 pandemic at a much, much more healthier place, a, a, a leader within you emerging. Do you, if you want that leader within you to emerge, a leader means enrolling a group of people in a greater possibility for themselves and you can't lead others where you haven't been. And the road of the, the, this journey is so rewarding, even though it's difficult, it's a climb. The reward on the other side is this, a secure, healthy, attached relationship, an ability to look in the eyes of somebody and really feel seen by them. Imagine what that would be like. And to, 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 to be able to truly see them. Here's the best part, to be able to walk into the mirror in the bathroom to, not to walk into the mirror, to walk into the bathroom and to look at the mirror and look into your eyes and say, I love you and actually mean it. What would that be worth to you? Is it worth the climb to get there? Is it worth the effort? Are you worth it? The two questions that we must ask is, am I able? That's the first question. Am I able? I'm able, yes. Here's the next part, the trickier part. When we meet people who reach out to us, oh, I need help, I need help. As soon as there's, a uh, there's an obstacle, whether it's time, whether it's finances, boom. Am I willing? Am I willing to cross the bridge of fear in order to get there? Fear is the obstacle. There isn't one person that I've talked to that didn't have to cross that bridge of fear. We're deathly afraid of going into our past. We're deathly afraid of owning up to shit. We're deathly afraid of looking at old memories that are might be a little too shameful for us to actually own. So our ego blocks it and then uses up all of these excuses not to go there when all it is is just fear. And I get sad when I see it, when people let their, their crush their dreams because of fear. Because they forget that there's a cost to not taking action. What's the cost of inaction is the question you really want to be asking. And the second question, here's the, here's the other um, kind of idea that I give people. When, when they're kind of sitting on the fence, all right, here's, here's the picture. I want you to imagine. So let me know. I want you to imagine this. Hey, Irene, nice to see you. It's been a while. I want you to imagine this. When you're stuck about making a decision towards healing yourself, towards patching up your relationship that's broken down and really getting to an understanding for yourself or the other, or really healing that relationship that you've been avoiding because you can't handle being triggered because they trigger you so much and you don't know how to handle it, here's, here's the consideration is looking at that photo, that picture of the earth. We're on this earth for a very short period of time. Number one, we cannot stay. We're here to become better at loving. Your work, you, you, you because of the uh, challenges you've gone through in your life, 
your body will sometimes end up feeling like the world is not safe and I'm going to die. And that feeling that's stuck in the body, you can't cognitively try to think your way out of. It's actually in the body and it's unconsciously driving your relationships and causing reactivity. And without learning how to interpret that, without learning how to surf with your trigger, without learning how to be self-inquiring, without learning how to soothe that inner child, without learning any of those things, we're forever stuck in needing outside approval. Am I doing this right? Do, I, do you approve of me? And now we're not in control of our lives and we don't have an ability to design our lives because we're stuck in those old unconscious complexes which are invisible ceilings like glass ceilings that prevent us from leveling up in our lives and expanding and growing with the universe, which is quite anxiety producing, isn't it? When the universe is expanding and I'm feeling stuck not expanding with it. There's an inner motive, there's an inner calling within you that knows that there's something greater out there. There's just this, this knowing to, to fully express who you are. The problem is those old stories of who you are based on your childhood experiences and even based on your parents' experiences, even when you were in utero, have unconsciously been like prisons around you, like a golden prison of comfort. And you just dare not venture out into the unknown, but that's where the magic is. Everything that has ever happened in my life that I'm super duper grateful for has happened on the other side of me stepping in and leaning into my fear so that link is there um, for those of you actually who are ready to take that leap I'm super stoked we've had like five people register in the last two days um, we have a limit of 20 that's happening on the 26th and um, I'm stoked to be able to share this journey with you. I'm stoked to be able to reconnect you with your younger self. And when you're having troubles, when you're having a problem, it's, like, it's just not connecting for me, you're able to put up your hand and then I can laser focus my coaching for you and help you drop into your body and have a mystical experience. It's exactly what happened. Laura jumped in and she came to the overview experience on, on uh, just a couple weeks ago like a week and a half ago. And she was totally dissociated from her five-year-old self. She consistently dissociated her present with her kids bumping up issues. And when her daughter, they put her daughter, putting her daughter to sleep each night, putting bedtime rituals are always full of anxiety. And it's just the kid has anxiety and she starts to feel it too. And then it's just, it's no good. It's just this dynamic cycle of, of, uh, of drama that happens between mother-daughter during bedtime. So during that uh, inner child meditation and when I took uh, her back and I regressed her back to when she was five years old and she was able to drop into her body and really connect energetically, visually with her younger self, she just fell into a puddle of tears. Everybody was watching. We were all in tears. And then she went home instantaneously there was a shift in her relationship with her daughter magic which reminds me I forgot to tell you on Wednesday in one week I'm just gonna drop the uh, link right there we have I'm gonna drop a link right there in the section 
on Wednesday the 15th for those of you who are parents if you're a parent and you've been having a child who's been struggling with anxiety if you've been having a child who's been dissociating distracting especially during this time and you really want to learn how to connect with them I'm gonna be doing a three-hour training for those who are really keen and here's the best part I'm gonna encourage both parents to show up so this is a zoom call virtual and it is Wednesday from 5 p.m. Pacific till 8 p.m. Pacific which is 8 p.m. Eastern till 11 p.m. so it'll be late at night um, and you'll sit there or it'll be afternoon for Aussies on on Thursday so what will happen is I'm gonna be guiding you in how to connect with the parts of you that your child is bringing up so your child's having a challenging time and what we're gonna do is we're gonna teach you how to separate yourself from the kid not to ignore them but to use whatever they're bringing up to go inside to regulate yourself and there thereby having a non-local effect on your kid there was I, be, I believe it was Rebecca after her overview experience that she came in uh, and her breath work actually she went normally her kids are at war with one another and they there's heavy-duty drama but by her regulating her own nervous system she messages afterwards she goes you're not gonna believe this but when I went home when I after it was done my kids were totally chill everybody was totally normally they're at each other's throats my the, the kids who are siblings but they were actually really great with one another and I told her I said it's because a rising tide lifts all boats the biggest thing in the way is the ego of the parent that wants to label the child well the doctor labeled them this oh the doctors got you on these pills so that ah oh, and here's what they're really saying boy am I ever glad it's not my fault it's the kid who's got the mental disorder I'm not saying it's your fault I'm saying there's an entanglement with your energy and your nervous system tone and a child can only be as regulated as its mother let me say that again a child can only be as regulated as its parents so if you want to help your disconnected child you might as well learn how to connect to your own disconnections and when you do all of a sudden you're a huge contribution to this kid you lead by example it's really difficult to do I was leading for years but I wasn't doing it by example and the results in my life was a demonstration to that now the results have completely changed in my life with my relationships with my friendships but it's only because I was actually leading by example as best I can I mean like I keep telling people I get triggered all the time trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less it means taking responsibility for it response ability to be able to go inside and heal instead of either lashing out or completely dissociating that's the work does anyone have any questions about this I would love 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 to you know hear what was your experience like uh, Debbie I know you didn't show up at the uh, breath work and you weren't really present for the overview experience either it's kind of like you can't do the work just kind of like you know popcorn on the sidelines you actually have to be on the court engaging which is probably the scariest thing for most people because it means actually being present and being in your body which most of us are truth be told checked out and 
our relationships are an actual demonstration of it. Your partner right now, I want you to get this, your partner right now is giving you feedback on how connected you are to yourself. The way that your partner is treating you is a good feedback mechanism. It's information. Are they abandoning you? Are they rude to you? Are they hostile towards you? Are they playing victim towards you? Guess what? What we do is we train our clients to see how you're being treated as an exact mirror for how you're treating your younger self. It's powerful. And when you learn how to re re reshape that, you learn how to heal from that, you learn the practice and the awareness and the practice again and again, you literally can stop the cycle of intergenerational trauma. That's very common in Greek families, Persian families, Indian families, where it's ego-based, looking good, hiding the truth, downloading those traumas onto the kids, and lo and behold, we have a fucked up society that just keeps going from one generation to another. And it just takes one generation to basically put their hands up and say, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to, yeah, dissociated. Absolutely, Marina. So if you're, you've been dissociated and you're ready to actually change the story, you have two options. Keep going and hoping that maybe it'll go away someday. It doesn't. Uh, it actually can get, get, get conditioned, gets worse, and then the patterns keep happening, and then you go into this one unfulfillment after another, looking to solve pr problems by getting things, getting more degrees, making more money, having you know more followers, whatever it is that you're trying to fill from the outside, and nothing is ever good enough. You're constantly being needy of other people, angry why don't you pay attention to me why don't you this is not fair and you're constantly living in the world of the victim identity and you're just crippling your ability to 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 really heal so those of you that are jumping in i just put a couple of links there those of you that are jumping in next week and the week after uh, the week after in the 26th i really can't wait what you're going to do is we start off you're going to send me an email dictating where your biggest challenges are and what outcomes you're looking for to create. And once I've amassed all of that, we start this group call on uh, on Zoom. And it literally, literally, this is the <laughs> there's been a there's been an ambulance like 80% of this call. This 42 minutes that I've been talking, it's pretty crazy. I wish them well. What we do in in that um, session is you basically message me and tell me exactly what outcome you're looking for. Where have you been stopped with this dissociation? Where's the pattern? And then what we're going to do is we're going to go find the source of that pattern. We're going to go to the root cause of the root cause of the root cause, the moment where you first fragmented from yourself, where you started judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming yourself, which was the foundation for all of the patterns in your relationships and we're going to teach you how to un undo it how to start the practice of healing yourself and when you really get this right we've had people 
in toxic relationships finally get the courage to leave. In codependent toxic cycles, find their power and they left. We found people, this one case, uh, Mary, who was in a relationship, uh, they've been in a relationship for 48 years. 48 year marriage and they were like, we're ready to call it quits in January. Today I had my call with her and she's like, we've never been more connected ever. She basically, I said, tell me what it was like. She goes, I felt, I feel like I was walking around with a bag of rocks in my backpack, constantly walking around with a bag of rocks in my backpack and projecting all of my wounds onto my, 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 my partner. I'm like, I know. And you were ready to call it quits. How much would a divorce have cost you? And she's like, wow, hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars. Okay, good. So is it worth the effort to heal that eight-year-old, that relationship with that eight-year-old version of you so that you can have the holy grail of human existence that, just a reminder, you're on a floating spaceship and you're going to die someday. Like, we can't stay. This is temporary. What kind of a quality of life do you want to live? Do you want to be present in your body, in your senses, or do you just want to check out and hopefully one day your knight in shining armor is going to come rescue you? I know sometimes when I'm chatting, it sounds a little bit harsh. I come from a really um, well-meaning place because there's a fierce urgency of now. We don't have other time. There is no other time. Uh, we'll do it at another time. Right now is not, not a good time. When? When? When is there a better time than to actually say, okay, I'm a dissociator. I'm now going to take it on and I'm going to heal those wounds. I'm going to take it on. I'm doing it. And so for those people, or this, you know, we have these trainings twice a day so that I can help remind you to get back into your body, get into your senses, and do the work of creating this safe feeling here so that you're not delegating that make me feel safe to Donald Trump or Q or the government, which is not their job. Your job is to help you feel safe in your own body. So up for you in this conversation. I know I trigger some people a lot uh, and, and they'll run away because of that but what we're trying to tr I'm trying to train people to do is don't run away from your triggers. Don't run away from your dissociations. Go towards them. Go into the cold shower and sit in the discomforting pain so that you can then trigger proof yourself through it. Your success in life and your leadership will be all determined by your ability to handle being misunderstood, handle the guilty feeling of choosing yourself, <laughs> handle the guilty feeling of setting a boundary and saying no to someone else. The only reason why you can't do that is because you're not trigger-proof to guilt. You're not willing to feel it. Guilt is so painful that you're willing to say yes to everything and then hurt your back and have chronic pains and chronic illness. And the chronic pains are trying to wake you up to finally say yes to yourself because you don't have the courage to be able to sit in the fire of guilt and say, no, thank you. I can't do that for you. This is my limit. I've been saying yes all along because I'm so terrified of you removing your approval of me. 
Why? Because it reminds me of when I was five years old and if I didn't do what my parents wanted, they removed their love and I didn't feel like I could survive. So I had to abandon myself so that I could please them and now I've been living in this pattern and now I'm too scared to go back and reconnect with that five-year-old who's fucking waiting for me, who's basically sitting here going, why are you taking so long? Why are you worried about you know, the fear of it? Why are you not willing to, can you, no, cut off there. Why are you not willing to face your fears so that I can finally feel seen? That's what your younger self is saying. And your ego is doing its darndest to try to prevent you from actually feeling that. And so sometimes I come across harsh, but I'm here to wait. There is no better time. I really would love, love, love if you have any questions about this. Ask me so that I can create a training for you. Because it's, I'm here because I want to break the cycle of intergenerational trauma. I have a child that is about to be born in October in an environment that is crazy uncertain. And my number one priority is to make my help, not make, because it's not my responsibility, to help my pregnant fiance, we're going to get married next week on Zoom, my number one priority is to make sure that our connection is so strong that that child feels the regulation from its mother and to do whatever I can. So all of these trainings are actually for her. She watches these. She's constantly reminded. She's fully responsible for her younger self. In one of our trainings, in the breathwork training that we did, it was so beautiful. She, we did our inner child meditation, and she, she went in, and afterwards I was like, so how was it for you? And she goes, I met my five-year-old self. I went to the house of my five-year-old, because I guide you through this meditation. I do this on all of the trainings, by the way, on all the Zoom calls. So make sure you, you if you're keen on healing, make sure you sh sign up. Have one of our last thoughts. She basically saw her five-year-old self. And she, ba she they, they connected and, you know, they sat, she sat there and she basically said, you know, whenever you get scared, said, whenever you get scared, bring the baby to the water. Bring the baby. So she grabbed Diana's hand, her little five-year-old self, gave her gave her the teddy bear, kept the My Little Pony. It was a beautiful little imagery that came in her meditation. Her five-year-old self walked her to the river by the water and said, and the message she had was, whenever you get scared, bring the baby to the water. And that was so beautiful. And that reconnection to herself, and she shared it with me, and I was in tears. She was in tears. Imagine having a relationship with somebody where the two of you not only honor each other, but honor the wounded inner child within each other. I'm going to be doing something really special for our wedding, uh, which is including our little inner children. <laughs> like in other words, imagine having... Oh, let me show you right here that one so 
in our vows, in our ceremony, there's going to be an honoring of each other's inner children. In other words, I am committing throughout my marriage that I'm consciously aware of the wounding that Diana has gone through so that when she gets into trigger, when she has a nervous system kind of activation, I can tell by the look on her face, level of nervous system activation she's in, and if she's in dorsal vagal shutdown, I will know exactly what to do to bring her back into her body, and she's able to see my face and know where I'm at and be able to help me. So in other words, instead of two couples who are each other's enemies and threats to one another, you're actually helping one another heal. So the relationship itself becomes a space to heal and evolve and grow together. This is the vision that I have for a, this community. And I want to take on anybody who's willing to recreate that in their family dynamic so that they can block the, the cycle of intergenerational trauma from happening and heal that and stop it right there. Like, how cool is that vision? And it starts with me. I got to be doing it consistently. So I'm constantly called on to do the work that I'm teaching, and it's never been more important than now because I got a bun and I got a biscuit in the oven, and every single moment that child is getting fed from the nervous system information from mom. Can you see why this is important? Your unconscious mind is born from conception to the age of eight. It's completely open to suggestion from parents. What was it like for you from con from conception to eight? Write down in the comment section. Jonah, what's up, Jonah? How you doing, brother? What was it like for you from conception to the age of eight? What was your upbringing like? Consider the possibility that there's a five-year-old version of you. I know the lights are down. Let me hold on. Let me turn on the lights. Consider the possibility, oh, that's better. Consider the possibility that there is a five to seven-year-old version of you that had left this body, left her body, because it wasn't safe to be in her body, because she was so confused at the, the relationship between mom and dad and cousin or brother and sister, and you're holding on to a tremendous amount of shame. You're literally walking around with that five-year-old inside of you. And if you're unconscious of this, that five-year-old is literally driving the bus of your life. There's a huge opportunity for you to actually heal that. Because if you don't, that little fucker is going to be driving the bus of your life forever and making decisions for you instead of your adult mind. That's what self-sabotage is. Sabotage is your young self, your inner child, trying to blow your life up because it's tired of you living inauthentically and wants you to just be real and connect with her or him. That's basically what it is. And so I just am very inspired to take you along. There's, you know, you, you who've already signed up and ready to, to pounce on this opportunity to heal that younger self. I just can't wait to take you in and teach you 
how to connect to yourself and then make it a practice that you'll take on for the rest of your life. The results speak for themselves. I was a guy, complete player, could not just settle down with one because if one woman removed her her um, affection for me, I couldn't live with myself by myself. So I had to have three or four backup in order to cover my ass if that one wasn't going to be so sweet to me. In other words, I was addicted to love and approval from the feminine, which made perfect sense because my younger self was completely fragmented at the age of two. When my mom left for Canada with my brother to explore emigrating. As a two-year-old, I had no idea. Didn't know where mom was coming back and that was stuck in my body. And it wasn't until I did these body-based, I did cognitive work all my life to try to figure out my anxiety, but it wasn't until I did the somatic work, the nervous system regulation work, which I was able to access those traumas that were in my body cry them out, scream them out, move them through, and finally just be like, ah, I feel connected now, and have a conscious connection to that two-year-old so that whenever the alarm shows up, I'm able to go in and self-soothe rather than be needy of somebody to do it outside for me. And it's not a finish line. This is a practice that I'm called on to do again and again and again. Yes, I can see her hiding behind the chair when she was three. Do you have any questions? Ange, I see Peggy, you as well. Debbie, are there any questions? Please, please jump in and ask any questions. I would love to answer it in tomorrow's, um, tomorrow's tr uh, trigger-proof transmission. My commitment is to give you as much content. If you have a question, post it and I'm going to solve it for you. This content is all about raising your awareness to wake you up rather than what you use social media for, which is to distract yourself. And waking you up kind of means pushing you and triggering you a little bit. I hope you don't mind. That's part of your healing, is to become aware. When I tell you something that something comes up in you, follow it. Follow the white rabbit. Don't run away. <laughs> I know I can come across a little rough around the edges, that's a part of who I am. I'm working on it, and I'm good with it. Some people fucking need it. <laughs> I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I can totally own that. But the people that really are coachable have massive transformations if they just surrender and become coachable and allow me to guide them, us to guide them, back into themselves. It is the most important relationship that you can ever um, have and I'm committed to helping you get there even if it means being a complete asshole to push you there that's my commitment your results are more important to me than your approval let me know if you have any questions let me know what great takeaway was with this uh, training and I'll see you tomorrow if you have any questions I will weave that into the training I'll see you at the next perfect time. Follow the links in the comments and hopefully we see you next week. How to connect to a disconnected child or the overview experience on the 26th Sunday. It's a five-hour live event that will blow your mind and it will confront everything that you've ever believed to be true. You're going to basically see your ego, which ever stopped you. You're going to see it right here and have a community of people go, ah, me too. Now you'll have awareness moving forward. If you can't see it,
then if you if you can see it then you don't have to be it namaste big love see you at the next perfect time